2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. An
3: insider's look at the National Football League. It's NFL Lunch. Presented by Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. With Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan.
4: Top features of football, NFL Lunch style. Ravens three-point dogs at Cleveland coming up Sunday, 1 o'clock. Ravens coming off a loss to the Colts. Uh, Cleveland's 2-1 if they're blowing out. The uh, Tennessee Titans. But Lamar Jackson met with the media last week, and one of the frustrating parts of this Ravens offense was uh, giving the ball away, turnovers. And Lamar, he talks about his fumble problems last
0: week. Well, it was in a pocket. Um, most of them been in the pocket. You know, I had that one uh, against Texas when I was making the, trying to make a guy miss. But most of them been in the pocket, oh, I'm trying to throw the ball. You know, the ball is loose, like me throwing it, and it's been hit. You know, but you've got to do a better job at that. You know, it, it affects the game
3: biggest thing is as a quarterback in a pocket you always got to have two hands on the ball that's the thing you can't carry it like a loaf of bread you know and uh, when when there's pressure around I mean it's pretty simple you know everybody's going to be swatting at the ball especially if you've had fumble issues what are they telling him all week he'll put it on the ground knock the ball out of his hands so he until he stops people are going to be trying to do it all the time and on the play that he fumbled he should have been running a draw
4: uh, and, and there was the one where he just kind of tried to pat it, and it just wouldn't see it.
3: Well, the or one was, bait, yeah. yeah, because like Bateman flashed in front of him, and I think he saw, a, a, you know, like a defensive color. So he was going to throw it and then pulled it down, did the tuck rule thing. And, you know, so, I mean, yeah, they happened in the pocket. They happened both. Both of the ones that happened in the pocket were his fault.
4: Now the Cleveland defense, as we've talked about throughout the day, is formidable. Right now, it's ranked number one in the NFL through the first three weeks of the season. And Lamar Jackson understands there's some challenges here.
0: I believe every defense gonna have its strengths and weaknesses. Um, but for right now, those guys are flying around um, all phases of the defense, fly, flying around to the ball, playing great defense.
4: What is their strength right now defensively, Cleveland?
3: I would, I would defensively. I just think that. Um, Because of the success, Bob, they're so confident, especially at home. At home, they've given up six points, and I think they feed off the crowd noise. And on third down, they're the number one team in the league. They give up 19% on third down. So you don't want to – the Ravens can't get a lot of third and longs because why? Garrett tees off. Zedarius tees off. They're bringing blitzes because they'll play man coverage. You know, So I I think Jim Schwartz is kind of the key to that defense because – He has brought this cocky mantra about him, and that's how they play right now.
4: Yeah, Miles Garrett, four and a half of the nine Cleveland sacks so far through three weeks, and we're talking about a Ravens offensive line that may or may not have Ronnie Stanley and Tyler Linderbaum this week. Well,
3: we'll find out. You know, hopefully Ronnie practices, you know, it said limited. So is that means he's just doing drills? Because they they could use him this game, but he's going to need help. Whoever's playing left tackle, you got to help on Garrett. I mean, it is what it is. And even though Ronnie's a Pro Bowl guy, I mean, can he handle him sometimes? Sure, but not down after down.
4: Now, we look at the AFC North. Last year, everybody 3-3 three and three in the division. Right now, Cincinnati's 0-2. Ravens and Steelers 1-0. Cleveland's already played two division games, and they split with Cincy and Pittsburgh. But Lamar understands these division games, they have a tough tough meaning and a special meaning
0: i go into you know those games playing like any other game but it's, it's different because they're in the division so it's like like you said it's a little extra motivation i'll say you know it's like a rival it's like a rival and it's, it's physical games
3: well that that what he just said there they're physical and that's the thing about it is because when we when we looked at the schedule you always looked at like who do they play after you play cleveland and because it's such a physical game. And this one it's going to be extremely physical on both sides of the ball. I mean, I hate to say it, but there'll probably be some guys, you know, that do get
4: hurt just because it is going to be that type of game. And if the Ravens can win this one as underdogs, like they were against Cincinnati, by the way, they're 2-0 in the division, both yeah. wins on the road, before you go to Pittsburgh the following week.
3: That would that would be huge. Because, I, I mean, I, Bob, I, I don't know about you, but I think, pittsburgh beats houston so they're gonna be sitting three and one you know um so that's not gonna be an easy one you know i mean they got two tough tough games in tough environments back to back you know so that that's not gonna be easy
4: at all now we talked about miles garrett here a couple of minutes ago with his four and a half sacks one of the premier defensive players in the nfl Lamar, that is a challenge why
0: he's a great great pass rusher um great defender I've been sent him around since college, since my freshman year of college. So I'm used to playing against him say. He's a great great defender, all around defensive lineman.
3: Yeah, the thing that he can do is, you know, I mean, he's what's he he weighs like 270. Uh, you know, so I mean, he can bull rush you as much as he can, because he runs like four or five. He was first pick of the draft. He runs like four, 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 five. He can bend the corner, he's got unbelievable flexibility, and he's got long length. But I mean, he can get into you, he can go speed and empower you and drive that tackle right back into the quarterback. I mean, we saw him, you know, if you watched any of the highlights from last week's game, he did that probably three times to the Tennessee left tackle.
4: Vinny and Haney, 105.7 of the pan And a launch here on this total request Thursday. Cleveland might be without Nick Job. Well, they are, but and he's gone for the entire season. But as Michael Pierce says, they can still move the ball on the ground.
5: Yeah, I mean, Kareem Hunt is a, is a mainstay for them. He's been there, what, three or four years? So he's familiar. He played last week. Um, their offensive line is really, really good. One of the tops in the league, so it's a, it's a difficult game, but I think we have the men that's built for the job. Uh, me and myself, Travis, Herb, Brody, Beaks, obviously, so it's going to be on us to establish the line of scrimmage and kind of make them at least stutter their feet and go backside to go where the runs aren't planned to go. So um, Like I said, I think we got the men for the job along with Roquan and all those guys as well, but it's definitely been placed on us to set the tone for the game and move forward from there
3: yeah and I I think they have the men for the job I mean you know Travis Travis plays the run well Pierce plays the run well you know and your linebackers play the run well and it's it I I don't care who was if Nick Chubb was playing too Bob he's gonna make his yards he makes his yards on anybody because he doesn't need his blocks held as long and all of that kind of stuff now with Ford he only averages 3.9 it's a totally different running back and it's a and there's gonna be more on Watson much more on Watson because they're not going to get those five, six-yard runs all the time like Chubb did because his vision and his lateral movement were so good. I mean, that's why, you know, he's one of the best backs in the league and, and that's going to hurt them not having him.
4: Now, we'll get into the stat breakdown more detailed tomorrow, but going into the game, Cleveland fourth in rush offense. Ravens are eighth in rush defense.
3: Yeah, well, the thing about it is, is you know, Cleveland – for two games, they had Chubb, and I think that was a big part, you know, of their rushing offense. They average 160 yards a game, and and um, Watson, he's going to chip in his 30 yards, you know, also, because he runs okay, and, and he'll scramble around and run it a little bit. I, I just don't think, Bob, that they're going to be running the ball like they have been. I, I think they're, they're going to, you know, I mean, they threw for what, 289 last week? and I think they're going to have to do that more because they're not going to be able to count on the run game, and they can't be as dedicated to the run as they have been.
4: Roquan Smith talking to the media yesterday. The Browns, we've been praising their defense. Statistically, they're number one. Roquan, any extra motivation for you guys
5: there? Uh, I think what this is week four. Uh, you're not defined off being the best defense in the league through week four, period. Uh I think, yeah, it's a 17-game season, so it's what you're gonna do uh, late in the season. But uh, hats off to those guys. I haven't watched them, so not really sure. I know they got some good players over there uh, and whatnot, but I haven't really watched them, so I really don't care too much. If I'm being perfectly honest, just more focused on our defense and uh, what we're gonna do to uh, make sure we come out victorious in this game.
3: Well, that that's. Uh, I- you know, and you you probably saying, well, why hadn't he watched him on field? Because he's watching their offense. He doesn't care about their defense. Right. You know, he's, he, he's on the sidelines when their defense is out there, so he's not worried about that. But I'm sure that, Bob, that, okay, you guys say you're the best deep. They're going to want to show who the better defense is, you know, and if the Ravens win, then you don't think the Ravens dudes are going to be talking a little trash like, which defense is better?
4: Now, as the Ravens hit the road again, Roquan Smith was asked, hey, do you guys like being that enemy in road stadiums, especially division games?
5: Uh, I definitely, uh, you know, think about that, but at the end of the day, you're considered the bad guy because you're going into essentially another man's house and you're trying to take over like his wife, kids, everyone there to watch them. So you were going over to beat their tails in front of their wife and kids. So when you think about it from that perspective, like any man's going to, you know, fight to the death in that point. I know if that's me in that case, I know I would. So uh, I think about it from that standpoint and I'm just going in, you know, just like I prepare for any other game. Play to the whistle, play physical and hit anything that move.
3: Yeah, playing on, playing on the road is, is a different thing. You know, I mean, you're the only one. It's it's you and and uh, your teammates. That's it. That's all that's cheering. You know, there may be a couple, you know, a few Ravens fans, but it's predominantly everybody else, and everybody in that stadium wants you to lose. So there's no better feeling, no better feeling to win a, a game on the road. And, Bob, going back, like I was talking about their run, their yep. leading rusher last week, Cleveland, 27 yards. So, I mean, they, they threw for almost 300 yards. So – It is a different, you know, it's kind of a changing of the guard kind of offense where they're going to have to throw it a little bit more, which I think is much better for the Ravens.
4: Now we talk about motivating factors for uh, Jadavian Clowney, former number one overall pick himself, going back to Cleveland. Had a really good year two years ago. Disappointing last year. What about Jadavian Clowney going back there? I'm assuming he is relishing every minute of playing against the Cleveland Browns at Brown Stadium. Oh, no doubt about it, you know, because uh, I mean, they kicked him out
3: and told you to leave, you know, so and the the other thing that's going to motivate him, but when he walks onto that field, they're going to be booing the heck out of him there, you know, and if he can go have a big game, you know, he's going to want to have a big game and he's going to have a chance because he knows those two tackles and uh, nothing better to win that game in Cleveland and him to play well. That'll shut him up real good.
4: By the way, if you want to dress appropriately, say you wear your favorite Ravens uniform (laughs) along with the team, they're wearing the black pants on Sunday. That's coming by way of the Ravens. And if you missed this news yesterday, Gus, Gus Edwards, Ronnie Stanley, Tyler Linderbaum, Marcus Williams all back in practice. Stanley, Linderbaum, and Williams in a limited capacity. No Kyle Hamilton, which was somewhat surprising, officially listed on the injury report with a back
3: yeah, I, you know, like Cleveland when they put on theirs, most of it was rest. You sure. Know? So I was kind of, you know, maybe Ronnie's got a little twinge in his back. I don't know, you know, but he had to make a lot of tackles. He made a lot of plays. You, I, I don't think Harbs is worried about it. And like you said, Bob, if he doesn't practice today, then there's maybe a little bit more concern. But I expect him to be there today. If not. Be back full Friday.
4: Fiddy and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back on this Total Request Thursday, American League East report and beyond standings update. And we'll look ahead to the Orioles taking on the Boston Red Sox tonight. 635, Oriole Park at Camden Yards. Orioles can win the American League East with a W tonight against the Sox. Our coverage begins at 6 o'clock with Baltimore Baseball tonight. Brought to you by Savo Auto Parts, me and Mike Bordick. Live from Pickles Pub. Nolan's going to be down there as well. Coming up at 7. It's Mike Loxley talking about Indiana this Saturday down in College Park. And then it's Thursday night football, Detroit, and the Packers maybe suppress. Well, it is. Winner of this game takes early control of the NFL.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. See you north.
3: Yankees, Boston, Toronto. The Rays. A closer look at the AL East. Brought to you by Window Nation. Get 50% off any style
1: Window Nation windows. Bows, bays, double hung, sliders. Plus, pay nothing for two years and receive an additional 10% off your order. Call
3: 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com. Vinny and Haney. That's a high shot back into deep left. Looking up for you He'll turn around and watch that one sail. Out of here. Home run for Isak Paredes over the Green Monster.
4: Dwayne Stats, we've come to know you, my man. Valley Sports' son, Isak, don't call me Isaac Paredes. Josh Lowe went deep as well as the Rays made short work of the Red Sox last night. Five zip. Title glass now goes five innings, shutout baseball, nine strikeouts. So Tampa, they clinched a playoff spot the same day the Orioles did almost two weeks ago Sunday. But they waited to celebrate last night. And they know that the chances of them winning the division are pretty slim at this point in time. So why not drink a little uh, victory champagne and and why not do it at Fenway Park? And they're all off those today people. so yeah. they can
3: have a hangover today.
4: But they get the celebratory uh, champagne. Boston's here in Baltimore, which we'll get to in a second. Also, in the AL East, Blue Jays get shut out at New York. Eric Cole, complete game as he's locked up the Cy Young Award. Six-zip final score. Aaron Judge went deep twice in that game for the old pinstripers. But Toronto... Yeah, you know, a little two-game skid at the worst time. They're still in a good spot, which we'll get to in the standings in a minute. But you know, every loss can be devastating to you. Houston, a three over Seattle. Speaking of devastating losses for Seattle, that was one. Texas beat the Angels five zip. Talked about this earlier. The Cubs they lose to the Braves. Dramatic loss for them, six five. How about Ronald Acuna? Forty homers, seventy steals. Jesus, forty homers. 70 steals, but I was talking to Robbie Jr. from Robbie's first base. Stolen bases might not be as significant as an accomplishment because it's easier to do nowadays. But no one has ever approached this, and he did it. And you look at Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, both having great years, but Acuna's probably going to win MVP, but a fabulous season for him. Arizona beat the White Sox 3 zip. So the Diamondbacks doing okay there. The Marlins split a doubleheader with the Mets scheduled today, coming up at 210. Speaking of Arizona, White Sox again. South side. Yankees at Toronto again, 707. Miami at the Mets. Again, 710. Cubs are at the Braves again. And here's a big series. Texas is at Seattle. That is coming up 9.40 time here. Eastern. Orioles taking on the Red Sox. Birds win last night, 5-1. They sweep the two-game miniseries. Grayson Rodriguez, 5-2-3. Six hit a run. 5Ks. 7-4 on the year. He, Kyle Bradish, Garrett Cole, lowest ERA starting pitcher in the American League. Second half of the season. Adley Rutschman, 2-4 for four with a homer. 3 ribbies. Austin Hayes, 2-3 for three with a ribby there. Orioles are 99-59. A win tonight, they will win 100 games. For the first time since 1980 and that team didn't even make the playoffs 40 games over 500 for the first time since 1979 that team went to the world series losing in seven games gacking a 3-1 lead away to we are family in the pirates orioles two and a half up in the east plus 132 run differential seven and three last ten games winners of four in a row Brandon Hyde's uh, the skipper there. Red Sox, 76 and 82, 37 and 40 on the road. Last in the East, 23 behind the Birds, minus seven run differential, two and eight, last 10. Loses a four in a row. Alex Cora is the skipper. Dee Kramer, 12 and five with a 425 against lefty Chris Sale, six, to, six and four with a 442. Again, if the Orioles win, they win the East. Wild cards real quick. Tampa, Toronto, Houston are in. Seattle's a a game-and-a-half back of the Astros for that last one. So, obviously, they need to take care of business against the Rangers. Philly's already clinched. Arizona's a good spot. Miami and the Cubbies are tied for that third. And then Cincinnati is only a a game-and-a-half back. The Padres are three-and-a-half out. They need help. They can't lose. They're not even at 500, and we're still talking about it. So, I think it's cool that this wild-card expansion – has made some of these games uh, more relevant than they would have been in days gone by. Speaking of relevant, Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, SwollenDome.com. I want your flex. He's about as relevant as it gets in our world. Sports talk, that is. Talk about real and fantasy football with him. So stay tuned. Funhouse Trip, Nolan McGraw. Inside access at 2. And then Baltimore baseball tonight, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. Me, Mike Bordick, live from Pickles.
2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. are on the fan. MLB, NFL, NCAA. Get it all right
3: here. 1057 The Fan. 1057
4: The Fan here on this Total Request Thursday. Pick the songs, we'll play it. We one more second to go. Get your votes in featured artist Friday. That reveal coming up in a matter of minutes. Bob Hattie, Vinny Serrato, joining us now as he does each week from Fox Sports Radio. Swallendome.com. I Want Your Flax is his podcast. He is on the WGK Law guest hotline. He's our friend and yours. Mike Harmon. Mike, what is happening?
1: What's going on, guys? Final couple of days for the White Sox to do everything they can to keep the Cubs out of the playoffs, i.e. losing to Arizona. Uh, We've got the Bears best that was obscured at least for a couple of days because of Taylor Swift. Now she gets to do the same thing for the Jets. Is that a 501c3 charity or what?
4: (laughs) And you brought up the Bears. And we know for those new to the show, Mike's a Northwestern grad. He's from Chicago. As you heard, he's a White Sox fan. He hates the Cubs, which is all good. I have no dog in the fight, but we talk about the cluster bleep that has been the Jets season and the drama there. Joe Namath is popping off for crying out loud, minus booze to get them all riled up, I guess, this time. But what the hell's going on in Chicago? You have coaches leaving for personal issues, and then the reports are coming out. Well, it's probably a little more detailed than that. Zach Wilson is dubbed the worst quarterback in the NFL. Then again, Justin Fields isn't exactly Johnny Unitas. So why has Chicago, why have the Bears become kind of this laughingstock franchise when we thought things were going to
1: have a brighter
4: view here moving forward
1: well you know i I tried to warn everybody coming into the season fields fantasy on the field in terms of operational efficiency and wins uh not so fast but here we are Uh, To where it's really a cluster. I was just reading some of the comments from pressers uh, this morning in Chicago. It's like, oh, we're building to something special. I'm like, well, the the games are kind of now, fellas. (laughs) Uh, Denver stinks, too, in week four ahead of your bye. But uh, certainly abject failure to this point. And it's organizational on, on many levels and systemic. Right, everybody that was looking at MVP votes or picking them to win the division, you're delusional because you you have at least two franchises, and, and this is really weird to say, to include the Lions as one of those two franchises, in the division that, you know, they may make some wrong turns, they may add a player that doesn't quite give you the value off your draft chart and all that, but they're usually functional. In Chicago, you can't promise that, and certainly for me, as long as I've been alive, Saved the 85 Bears in a couple of years where you had guys like Eric Kramer uh, and maybe you were teased by Jake Cutler a little bit. Um, it, it's been a mess, right? Even, you know, when I tried to stand for Trubisky, he got them to a couple of playoffs, but it was a lot of other stuff. Working Sexy Rexy to, be, to the Super Bowl. You know, there's just a mess. I mean, the defensive coordinator leaving, and now Iberflus is going to call the D for the rest of the year. He says, well, there's still a lot of shadow going on there. Right. Whether they debunked stuff successfully or not uh, remains to be seen. Uh, Certainly people still looking for more answers, but in the interim, You've got a train wreck on the field. And just like the Jets, it's organizational, it's systemic. And no matter what you do, it's kind of like the uh, training rooms for the Chargers and the Ravens. No matter what you do, you can't really get rid of that stuff.
4: <laughs> Now, you mentioned the Broncos, and they lose by 50. It goes to show you what the people think of the Bears, Denver's favorite on the road, and they just got annihilated. But yeah. given the comments that Peyton, Sean Payton, coach of Denver, had about Hackett. Are there a growing number of people kind of enjoying every time Denver mm-hmm. takes that L on a Sunday or a Monday or a Thursday or a Saturday, whenever they play?
1: Well, there's certain coaches in our NFL, you know, history that you know have, have the reputation of laying themselves up as the smartest guy in the room. And Sean Payton has done that for a long time. And then when he was out of football for that year and, and sitting on a Fox couch, he certainly did that. Uh, and then carried that thinking I'm just going to walk right back in and everything's fine. Um, you know, he, he laid waste to hack it uh, from his pulpit last year, talked about Tua and how quickly he'd be replaced by Teddy Bridgewater. So don't tell me that didn't stick a little bit. <laughs> I'm disappointed in, in the dolphins and not taking the, the, uh, and breaking the record. Cause you know, in the end, you know, Sean Payton had every, every opportunity to throw the towel. Just like Duke didn't do it in Rocky IV, uh, you had the opportunity, and you didn't. So if you're still playing, I'm still going to bludgeon you. Here's one more shot for the road. But, you know, he, he's got a lot of folks, I think, that are uh, a little salty. Certainly in Denver, he's not got a lot of fans for what he did to access during training camp to local media. Uh, they didn't have radio shows there. They changed up a lot of the mechanics it wasn't just hey Russell Wilson, you can't do this, that, the other, and how perfectly has he set that up too, right? When he and we talked about it a few weeks ago, fellas, when when he did all of the anti hacket thing, he tried to prop up Russ to a degree, but it's never been talk about how great stuff was going to be this year. It was still all uh, the little vestiges of last year to tear down to talk about how miserable it was, and he sets Russ up as the common link and the fall guy in all of it. And it doesn't mean Russ has to be terrible. They just have to not be good. And the fact that Vance Joseph is still there after last week, I mean, did you just look at it and say, well, the Bears stink, so they'll get some Q rating back? I mean, it's, it's just a bad look all around right now. Hey,
3: Mike, what did you guys talk about about the Marcus Freeman thing? You know, because I'm still baffled by it because, you know, he says, well, I didn't because, you know, I didn't want to get a penalty. But – there was two plays. There was an incomplete pass that you could have sent the guy out there. He didn't even know about it.
1: Yeah, you kind of kind of lost any juice you were building there. Right? Sam Harton comes in, putting up all these numbers, and your team plays a tough physical game. You've got it uh, to where you at least have given yourself a chance, and now you need to make this stand. If, if you take the penalty, it moves the ball half the distance. You reset their, your defense. All of those things. Like, it, it's it made no sense to me, like the excuse, like just just throw the person under the bus that needs to be thrown under the bus. We're not idiots, we're not idiots, right? We we all watched what was going on. Blame who needs to be blamed: coordinator, position coach, the player, like yourself. Fall on the sword yourself. Don't try to excuse it by saying, "Well, the logic here." I mean, that's like McDaniel's, you know, on his field goal thing. Didn't he watch when? When Tampa and Green Bay did that in the playoffs a couple of years ago, and then Aaron Rodgers never saw the ball again. Oh, wait, they gave it to Tom Brady. Yeah, same circumstance. You're All a bunch of dopes.
3: Yeah, including your boy Staley going for it from his own 24. We don't need to get into that.
1: Yeah, hey, no. hey, my boy, I, I, <laughs> I don't call for a lot of jobs, guys. We've been doing this a lot of times. It, it takes a lot for me to get to a, hey, you don't deserve this job anymore. Um, but – You know, for Brandon Staley, he got bailed out by the fact that O'Connell and Kirk Cousins were bigger dopes than he
2: was.
1: (laughs) And, look, you know, O'Connell, everybody went after him. Like, Kirk Cousins has been in the damn league for 13, 14 years at this point. If you as a quarterback, and this goes back to the Rodgers, you know, acquiescing for the field goal when he was still a member of the Packers and and letting them kick the ball back to uh, to Brady and company, thinking they were going to get another shot to score a touchdown, you know what, those chances don't come through. Um, But you you go through these processes and and Kirk Cousins being in the league as long as he's been, that he can't veto it. Russell Wilson at that season opener last year against Seattle. Yeah, go kick the 62-yarder, no matter how great I've been on fourth down in my life. Three quarterbacks, you abdicate responsibility. We keep talking about how these guys have to be leaders and how we have to trust them and, and they need to be the guy. And we call on all these rookies to come in and try to do that. Look at three of the most decorated quarterbacks we've had, at least statistically. Kirk Cousins, people are either in or out, and maybe because of quarterback, they like him more. But the fact of the matter is these guys are long-tenured, long in the league, and three of them just went Vegas blackjack dealer when it came to any kind of level of responsibility and guts.
3: Hey, Mike, in the fantasy world, I'm sure that everybody in the Miami-Buffalo game is a must-play.
1: Yeah, let's, let's start them all. Coming back in, Jim Waddle officially cleared from concussion protocol uh, just uh, about a, you know, a half hour ago or so. So we get him back up and in. Uh, what's fun is going to see what the backfield split will be in Miami, right? Because Achan, no longer a chain, uh, because he wants it said the other way. Ian uh, and Mostert are going to be interesting to watch their touch count week to week. Uh, and, and who becomes the the true lead there? But for now, they're both startable. Both guys give them the RB two tag, and let's make it make it happen. But you know that's a, a, a fun one on the slate. There are plenty of dog games this week, but that one stands out at one for fantasy purposes. Yeah, it's a set it and forget it Ronco situation.
4: All right, real quick, keep it rolling with the fantasy good, bad. Who are we sticking with? Who are we rolling with? And who are we kicking out?
1: The good, the bad, the ugly, a uh, little burrowhead going up against Tennessee because their secondary is terrible. You can play him like that little electric football game where he just stands in the pocket. <laughs> but Justin Herbert, why their defense stinks, keep throwing the ball. Josh Palmer uh, is the guy that becomes the sneaky play because of his rapport with Herbert in the past. Uh, usual suspects top: Anthony Richardson. You're going to have to hold your breath every time he tucks the ball and runs but electric going up against uh, the Rams and obviously trying to outrun Aaron Donald is a special kind of incentive felt. Uh, so let's get on board that one. Uh, when we look at San Francisco, uh, we've got Debo Samuel as a must play uh, making some big plays of late. And being back helps him McCaffrey is our number one a little sleeper. Kyron Williams going up against Indianapolis. A, a week where we can actually start Josh Jacobs as the Chargers defensively against the run while well, we've seen that week in year, in, year out. Some cold plays for the week, Dak and Pollard going up against New England, just ain't trusting it. Uh, Mixon, uh, PPR leagues, yes, he's a, an RB two, but otherwise uh, I think we, we saw a little bit last week, that's good, but the Tennessee run defense is pretty good. Uh, pick it against Houston, they'll play fast, they'll get after him. That one could just be a field goal kicking contest. And then Mike Evans, we're more concerned of whether he's going to fight the Saints' secondary uh, over catching passes.
4: Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio, swollendome.com. I want your flex. Mike, always great to talk to you. Enjoy week four. We'll talk next Thursday.
1: Thanks, Mike. Yeah, yeah. We'll see if I survive Bears uh, Broncos, fellas. Yeah. I, I watch it so you don't have to.
4: Yeah. They lost yeah. by, Denver lost by 50 and their favorite on the road against your Bears.
1: All right. Have a great day.
4: I hate you, too. All right. Diddy and 105.7. The fan will come back. Funhouse, Nolan McGraw, Inside Access.
6: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela.
3: Vinny and Haiti on your home for sports, 1057 The Fan.
4: Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Total request Thursday. Whenever you call me, I'm anything. Been asking you. Get your votes in. Featured Artist Friday. What of the people said today. Nolan McGraw. Featured Artist for tomorrow is Weezer. I'm cool with Weezer. Been around for a while. Yeah. yeah. Just don't talk about sweaters around Weezer for some reason. They got a song called "The Sweater." Song. Just throwing that out there. We'll play that one. See if people are paying attention. Keith Cavanaugh is going to be here tomorrow. Preview Maryland, Indiana. Also talk basketball recruiting. It looks like Matt Hodge, one of their targets for twenty-four, is heading elsewhere. He'll elaborate on all of that. Ravens will be breaking it down with keys. We'll get into stats and all the good stuff that goes along with that. Orioles. Hopefully, we're talking about them. Clinching the American League East. If not, we'll look ahead to tomorrow's game two against the Boston Red Sox. Also, a day in which Jim Palmer will be celebrated. 60 years. Unbelievable. 60 years in the Birds organi- uh, organization and everything else that's happening in the world of sports. But we are pressed for time. Me and Nolan have to head on down to Pickles as uh, Mike Borders is going to be waiting for us for Baltimore Baseball tonight, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. All right, Nolan, fun house. Quick Draws Funhouse.
2: The, 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 the Rudeness Tuneness Text Reader. Who's oh, the fastest gun alive? This side of the Chesapeake. Sponsored by the Smile Design Center. Changing the way you feel about dentistry, one smile at a time. For information or to schedule an appointment for care, give them a call today. 443 348 8812. I like
4: that Quick Draw. 1057 The Fan. First text here says, O's and Tides could be a double celebration tonight in the Orioles system. Tides in the final game of the championship series. Is it possible any of those players get some playtime at Camden Yards this weekend if the O's already wrap things up? Well, your roster's already set. It would have to replace an injured player. Stowers almost hit for the cycle, I think, last night. Him and Mayo went deep, so the uh, Norfolk Tide's doing some good things for sure. John in Catonsville says, I've been suspecting for a while now that Greg Roman was the scapegoat last year, uh, ran the offense or called the offense that he did because that's all Lamar could do. Uh, An amazing talent physically, just limited skills as a quarterback. Unfortunately, I think we see that play out over the rest of the season.
3: Well, let's let's hope not. I, hopefully it's just a work in progress and Lamar's going to get more efficient in the offense.
4: Todd Roman, get ready to hear that over the next, how many games, 14? You know, I prefer <laughs> Greg Munkin. Greg Munkin. <laughs> and one last one. We'll close with a question here. A texter wants to know, which team would you be more worried to face in the playoffs, the Astros or the Rays? I would be more concerned with the race. The familiarity, familiarity, whatever that word is. Familiarity? Yeah, that factor would concern me because the Orioles, they played a bunch of tough games. It was a razor-thin margin that separated them. And they've had suspensions. They've had a ton of injuries. How many pitchers have had season-ending things going on, but they're still here? Uh, Nah, I'm not worried about Houston as much as I'm worried about Tampa. That's just me. However, it's video at Haney, 105.7 The 5th We're back tomorrow at 10 o'clock for Featured Artist Friday, which is Weezer. Inside Access coming up next. That's Baltimore baseball tonight. Me, Mike Bordick, Nolan McGraw, live from Pickle. 6 o'clock, brought to you by Salvo Auto Parts. It's our next-to-last show for the regular season, so come on down and don't be like Nolan was yesterday. Don't come empty-handed.